So there is a very nice quotation of Ramana Maharshi's on predestination, which I'd like to read out. He says, The ordainer controls the fate of souls in accordance with their prarabdh karma. Whatever is destined not to happen will not happen. Try as you may. Whatever is destined to happen will happen. Do what you may to prevent it. This is certain. The best course, therefore, is to remain silent. Now, of course, Ramana was not referring to just keeping quiet. He was referring to the silence of the mind, the thinking mind. So, predetermination, predestination as, as Ramesh's concept is something which has been echoed through the ages. It is the ego which resists this because it feels it is in control. The other thing is the concept of non-doership. Some people find it very hard to accept because their whole life has been in a mode of doership. But once again, it's important to realize that this concept of non-doership has been echoed by most of India's sages. If you look at Shirdi Sai Baba, Anand Mahima, Ramakrishna Paramhans, and the Bhagavad Gita itself, they all have spoken on the fact that you are not the doer. So, you know, before you take a shot, a pot shot at this concept of non-doership, keep in mind that this is something which has come down through the ages, through the Indian spiritual masters. So surely they all can't be wrong. At least look at that and then see, investigate and see your own life's experience in the light of that concept. So these things should be kept in mind as far as uh, predestination as well as non-doership is concerned. The other thing is that uh, duality is the basis of manifestation. There's no problem with duality. Like we said, good and bad, beautiful and ugly, up and down, left and right, rich and poor, beautiful and ugly. That is the functioning of manifestation is based on duality. The issue is not duality, but dualism. In dualism, what happens is that within the structure of duality becomes established me versus the other. That is the problem. Me separate from the other. So the other is viewed as an object. And I become the subject of that object and I pass judgment on that object. Little realizing that I myself as an, am an object. I am an object as much as the other is an object. The source is the subject, the one true subject. So this dualism is what needs to be studied, investigated, understood. And seen in a very clear light, not duality. Duality is just the mechanism of the foundation of the manifestation. The other thing is this argument that, you know, this kind of teaching will make me immoral because I can do whatever I like because I'm not the doer, you know, God is the doer, like we discussed it in a previous chapter. And 
Swami Vivekananda has put it so beautifully. He says, how can you even say that the teaching of Advaita can make you immoral? Because if you truly understand deep down that there is no separation between me and you because the same consciousness functions through both of us, would you harm another? Would the self harm the self? Would consciousness harm consciousness if the understanding deep down was that it is the same consciousness which functions through both of us? So let's not get into this topic of morality, he has said in one of his lectures, which actually sums up the true meaning of Advaita. So, of course, it is the ego's defense. The first question which comes up is, oh, I can do what I like because I'm not doing it. But what these sages are saying is that just look deeper. Understand what is being said here. Because in any case, if we hate someone else, if we feel ill towards someone else, let's not forget the fact that that feeling of hate is within us. We are hating ourselves because the feeling of ill will, spite, jealousy, envy, hatred is our feeling in, in here. It's got really nothing to do with the other. So to feel that for the other is to feel it for yourself. The other may not even be aware of your feelings towards him. So it all boils down ultimately to you. <laughs>